Yeah, I'm excited for tonight. It is student-led worship. This is the best service of the year, in my opinion. In my opinion. I, m I made a bold statement there. But, you know, I love this service because God really uses all of us to minister. And he helps, like, people step out. And I love that. Um, so I'm excited for what he's got in store for us tonight. And so I think the best way to open up is to pray and ask God to speak to us. You guys agree? Yeah. Perf. All right. How about we pray? So, dear Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God, for who you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being here in our midst. And, God, I just ask for you to speak to us. God, open up our hearts, Lord Jesus, to be receptive to what you have. Um, God, we are ready for what you have in store for us. And, God, we just open up ourselves to you. And so, God, um, just use us to minister to one another. And we do this all because we love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. All right. So how many of you like food or love food? Who loves food? I love food. I, lo I may not look like I eat a lot, but man, like give me the right thing to eat. Oh, man, let's think. How about who likes um, biscuits and gravy? Go crazy. Okay, who, li who likes some pizza, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So give me some of that, and I will eat it all up. Trust me. Trust me, I will. Um, and so for those of you that don't know me, I'm from the suburbs of Chicago, and in my opinion, Chicago has the best food. Um, we won't debate about that, but there is no debate. So, <laughs> um, I love Chicago food, and whenever I get to go home, I get to eat with my family, which is literally the best thing ever. But one thing, uh, one person in my family that I eat a lot with is my sister, Sapalu. Um... Yeah, there she is. <laughs> I put Sapu on blast literally today. This is great. Um, so this is my sister, Sapalu. She's 19. She's not 19 in this photo, but <laughs> that is her. Um, this is when she, she played soccer for, what, like two years? She was really bad. <laughs> yeah, like terrible. And I can say that because I played like for like eight years. So I, I have some like good knowledge of what a good soccer player is, and she is not that. Um, I think, like, the one, the one goal she scored that year was an own goal. And if you guys know what an own goal is, it's literally scoring on yourself. That's how bad she was. Like, she's, she's awful. Uh, <laughs> I am, like, really roasting my sister on stage. I love it. Um, but apart from that, like, Sapu is, I mean, she's not good at soccer, but she's probably one of the smartest people I know. And, like, she's very good at, like, playing the violin. Like, really good. So... She's got that going for her, I guess. Um, but me and my sister, we're really close, and what we like to do whenever I get to go home is to eat together. And so we'll go to, like, oh, man. I'm even, like, salivating, like, even thinking about it right now. Like, we'll go to my favorite chicken place called Harold's Chicken Shack. There we go. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll go there, get some wings, some fries, some mild sauce on the side. You guys don't know what mild sauce is, but it's the best thing in the world. Um, and so we'll go and eat. And one thing you have to know about me is I hate sharing food. Um, and wow, I got an amen. Dang, I wasn't really expecting that. But, um, yeah, I don't like sharing food. It's something that God is really working in my heart to, to really, you know, do more of. Um, but my sister knows this. And yet, time after time after time, she will love to steal my food. Like, I'll order, like, some wings and a side of fries, and she'll just order wings, knowing very well, like, she'll still be hungry. 
But because I have fries, like she'll, oh no, don't worry about it, we'll share. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, no. <laughs> and so what she'll do is, and she knows like I, I will literally like swat her hand away, like I'll slap it away. And so she'll wait for the perfect moment. She'll wait either for when I need to go and refill my drink or need to go to the bathroom or something and just swoop like a hawk, like, <laughs> there you go. And, and like, she'll have to bite it. Like, she has to, like, she has to eat it in that second because she knows I'll literally take it back. And so <laughs> she'll take it, she'll eat it, and then she proceeds to thank me as if I gave her permission or something, <laughs> you know? And so it's funny because, like, I, oftentimes I think, like, what if she never said thank you? Like, I'd kill her. Probably, like in front of people. Like, I, like, imagine like someone just taking your food constantly and not thanking you for it when you didn't give them permission. Like that's, it's not a sin, it's not in the Bible, but I mean, God would, I, th I feel like God would be offended by that, you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't like sharing food and that is the moral of the story. Um, but, you know, there's something about Thanksgiving, like even in that minuscule and minute thing that like changes the atmosphere of like that relationship, right? Um, and so I know a lot of you know that Thanksgiving's coming up in what, like two weeks, right? Thank God, right, I see a fist pump there. I know a lot of you are in this Christmas mode. I get that, trust me, Christmas is my favorite holiday. Like who does not like Michael Buble, right? <laughs> Amen, exactly. And so I know during this time, like it's hard to really really focus on that, but I think Thanksgiving is really something that God desires for us as Christians. It's a lifestyle that he wants. Um, if you read in 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 18, it says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And so this is a not only a commandment that God gives us, but it's something that he says is in his will for us, right? And so I think tonight God is really just wanting us to discover a better and different revelation of what Thanksgiving is. And so for those of you that have been here, our theme this year has been making your mark. And so we've been evaluating Jesus, teaching his disciples how to like live life and be more like him. And so tonight's not going to be any different. We're going to dive deep into what Jesus teaches his disciples on Thanksgiving. And so if you guys want to open up your Bibles um, to Luke chapter 17, we're going to read the story of the ten lepers, and I'm going to take a drink while y'all get there. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. So to give you guys some context, Luke um, chapter 17, in these verses at least, Jesus and his disciples are traveling to Jerusalem from Galilee, or no, traveling to Jerusalem, and they're getting to the border of Galilee and Samaria, okay? And so... Something that I've really caught on this year is that for some reason, Jesus really likes these Samaritan people. For some reason, I don't know. But it's interesting because we've learned this year that Samaritans and Jews do not get along, right? Like they're borderline enemies. And so Thomas said it a number of times this year, but the moment like the Bible repeats itself multiple times, we have to pay attention. And so this is no different circumstance. Like, Jesus is interacting with Samaritans again, and he's going to do something big. And so as they're walking, Jesus and his disciples, they see these 10 lepers on the side of the road. And so for those of you that don't know, lepers are people that have this disease called leprosy. Um, it's a skin disease. 
it causes like a bunch of like really bad sores and even like nerve damage, which I learned, which is crazy. Um, and like the thing about it though is because they are sick and because they have this disease, they are shunned from society. Like they are left from the outskirts of towns and stuff like that. And so they have no interaction with people really um, because they're classified as ceremonially unclean. Ceremonially unclean, there you go. Um, so these 10 lepers, they see Jesus and they immediately know who it is because they've heard about him, um, they've heard what he can do, and so they call out to him saying, Jesus, come, we need you because they know that he can heal them but also literally change their whole lives because then th the moment they're healed, they can finally interact with everyone. And so we pick up in verse 12 um, of Luke chapter 17, and it says, as he entered a village there, Ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Now, like I said before, these guys were ceremonially, ceremonially, man, I cannot say this word, ceremonially unclean because they were diseased. Um, and... In order to be classified as clean, they had to go to the priests, and the priests had to check them out, make sure that they were fine. And so that's how they were allowed back into society. And so that's why Jesus tells them to go and see the priests. But if you notice, like, when Jesus speaks, they're not healed immediately, right? Like, it says, as they went, they were cleansed. So could you imagine, like, crying out to Jesus and being like, hey, bro, like, I need your help. And he's like, all right, man, just go and see the priest. And you're, like, looking down, like, at your skin and nothing's changed, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, but I look at him like, man, I know you healed the blind, bro, but, like, you need to, I don't know, you need glasses or something. Like, nothing happened. And so it's funny because the men's reaction, right, is to still go. They go, and they go and see the priest, and through that, they're healed. And so... As I'm looking at this, like, it's interesting because I think to myself, like, there has to be something within themselves that, number one, made them believe that just going and obeying God would heal them. But two, like, there's still thanksgiving that should have been offered, right? Um, because their whole lives were about to be changed. And so I know it's something that we refer to as, like, anticipatory thanksgiving, like giving thanks before the miracle has actually happened, or before some, God has done something. And so giving that, giving that anticipatory thanksgiving is very important and life-changing. And we see that through that, thanksgiving can actually lead to an increase of faith. Like, go, like these, these men going to the priest to get cleaned, knowing that they still weren't cleaned yet, but giving thanks to God anyway, increase their faith to believe that no, what God has said will come to pass, and it will be true. And so through thanksgiving towards God, um, it helps to increase our faith in that. And we believe that because we know that we have victory in Christ, right? Because of the sacrifice that he has paid for us, we can claim that victory and then give him thanksgiving, even regardless of the situation. And so I know, like, even moments in my life, like, I've had people pray for me when I'm sick, and... In that moment, I may still, like, not feel any better, but we thank God anyway because we know that the healing is going to happen. I can imagine that's what the lepers did, and although they, weren't the, although they weren't seeing the miracle right then and there, 
they knew that God was in control and that eventually it would come. And so we're going to read on in verse 15. And in 15 it says, One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. And so through this, we see that Thanksgiving is also the perfect opportunity to humble ourselves before God and before those that have an impact on us. And we realize that without God and without people, that we can't live lives to the fullest extent. So humility is something God is always trying to teach me because I'm stubborn. And (laughs) I feel like I can do everything on my own. I don't need any help. I'm independent, all that. Um, But... God has really been teaching me that I do need people. And we even see that through the Samaritan man. Like, he recognized that it was through God that the miracle happened, not because of anything that he did. And that's why he went back and gave God thanks, right? Um, But, again, it's so crazy because this guy is a Samaritan. Like, he's supposed to not like people like Jesus. And yet, not only does he go and say praise God, but he bows down before him, like, to give him thanks, humbling himself before God. Like, I don't know about you guys, but if someone I didn't like did something good for me, I don't know if I'd bow down before them. I don't know about that. But, man, like, looking at his story and seeing how he went the extra mile, not just to say thank you, but to really submit himself to God, um, really shows that it's possible. And so, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Humbling ourselves. Great thing, yeah. Um, But he also recognized that it was something that the other other nine people did not do, right? Like, we see that in verse 17 and 18. It says, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And so the question is, like, what happened to the other nine, right? I think, like, these guys, we can oftentimes take for granted what God has done for us. And we don't give thanks. And it's funny because oftentimes, like, if that were to happen to me, like, let's say I did something for Abby and she didn't thank me. I would be like, man, what is wrong with Abby? Like, why is she not, like, thanking me and, like, buying me gifts? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) we're, we're so concerned about ourselves, but, like, that's not what Jesus is doing here. Like, what is his concern? His concern is thanksgiving and giving glory to God. It says, um... In verse 18, has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Thanksgiving brings glory to God. Like, that's the ultimate purpose of Thanksgiving. And that's why Thanksgiving is so important. Because through that, God is giving glory, but also people are pointed towards him. And so we, can't, we as Christians, we can't afford to not be thank, thankful. We can't afford to not give Thanksgiving. Because people need to know who Jesus is. But it's so easy um, to do when life is easy. But, like, what happens when life is hard, right? Um, You see the action of the Samaritan, man. It's not natural for us. I don't think humility is natural for a human being. And it requires a life change. It requires Jesus to change our hearts so that we can humble ourselves, right? And so... Humility is an issue of the heart and can only be changed through prayer and through knowing God more. 
and through that, we can be more thankful. So I'll give you guys like a real life example. Um, so two weeks ago, I was coming to nine o'clock service. Um, honestly, like I did not want to be here. Um, life had just been hard. I got like maybe like five hours of sleep that night. And I was just like, man, I could be home doing homework or just sleeping. Like that would be nice. Um, so I just wasn't really in the mood to be here. And I walked in and how many of you know Tia Baker? Tia is pretty awesome, right? Yeah, she's pretty dope. And so she stops me, like, as I'm walking. I'm like, okay, sweet. Um, and so she, co she comes over, and she just starts encouraging me. And I'm like, man, you have no idea, like, what life has been like. And I was, like, in that moment, I was so thankful. Because, I, I mean, I, I didn't tell Tia about, like, what was going on. But she just came, and, like, she fulfilled a need that I needed. And so in that moment... Not only was I encouraged, but I was also humble, too. Like, God was using Tia to minister to me, even in the midst of, like, her not even knowing. And personally, like, I just, I didn't even bring those things to God. But God knew, and he saw that, and he used someone to minister and encourage me. And so that was really humbling for me. Um, and I recognized that I needed that encouragement, and I needed people like Tia and like you guys and I even need God even more in my life when times get rough. And so I, I feel like that's what the Samaritan man um, saw in himself too. Like he recognized that he needed God's intervention and deliverance in order to change his life. And healing came through that. For me, like that night I felt like I was healed and we saw the Samaritan man was physically healed. Like So healing occurs when we... Um, humbly submit ourselves. And so I think one of the most important things that God really wants to point out tonight is shown not only by what the Samaritan man said, but again, how he said it, right? He postured himself to be thankful. And I think too many times in our society, Thanksgiving can be like so cliche and like it's so watered down where it's just about sitting at a dinner table once a year and saying three things that we're thankful for. When I feel like it's more than just an attitude, it's a lifestyle that we need to be living. And I can say I'm thankful for you guys. I can say that and actually mean it in my heart. But if I'm not looking to uplift you, if I'm not looking to serve you, if I'm not looking to encourage you, then am I really thankful? And so... The Samaritan man could have easily gone to the temple, been uh, cleared by the priest, and been like, praise God. And God probably would have heard it, but he recognized, no, I needed to do more. And that's why he went. He, like, he traveled back and bowed himself before God and submitted himself, postured himself um, in thanksgiving. And so if I'm being honest with you guys, um, I don't know how, e like, for me, it's just not easy to do that. Um, I don't usually posture myself or even know how to do that sometimes before God in Thanksgiving. And it all comes down again to that Thanksgiving is an issue of the heart more than it is like a physical or emotional thing. It's a heart thing that we really need God to inter intervene and change within us. And so when we look back at First Thessalonians again, 
um, like we read earlier, we saw that we saw that it says that we can give thanks in all circumstances, right? But like, how do we give thanks when things are hard? How do we give thanks when honestly life is sucks and it's not what we want it to be? And I found like writing this message was honestly really difficult because like things have been hard this year, but like I haven't been as thankful as I should be. And so it was cool because as I was writing this, God really revealed some questions that I think are really important. Um, one was, was I allowing my Thanksgiving to be dictated by my circumstances or by my love for him? And along with that, was Thanksgiving an attitude that I had or a lifestyle that I was living? If Thanksgiving is an attitude that I live, um, that if, if Thanksgiving is an attitude that I have, based on my circumstances, then of course it's going to change because my circumstances change, right? They're good and then they're bad. But if my Thanksgiving is a lifestyle that I have for God because I love him, that'll never change because my love for God will never change. And so the question becomes, who do we really want to be? Do we want to be like the Samaritan man who recognized that, no, I have to live this out rather than just proclaim it? Or are we just going to live with it being an attitude that we have. And so earlier I talked a little bit about my family. I talked about my sister. And I love my family, like, more than anything. Um, But my family has been through a lot um, in, like, probably ever since I was born. But, I mean, for a while now. And so recently, like, I've really been, God has really been teaching me, like, how to be thankful for them. And it's not that I wasn't thankful before, but things had happened in my family where I was hurt, um, where I felt like I was offended, where I didn't get along with certain individual members. And so there was a lot of discourse. And even, like, during Thanksgiving when we would hold hands and stuff like that and say what we're thankful for, I would still say I'm thankful for my family, but really deep down I don't know if I fully was. And so slowly God has really been teaching me how to be thankful um, for my family and to love them better, to pray for them, um, to uplift them and encourage them as much as I can. And I think the, th- the key thing that really changed for me was how intentional I was being about it. Um, intentionality is really key. And it was a decision that I made in my heart to do. And so looking back in Luke, um, the nine that were healed that didn't come back, they most likely knew that they should have followed the one and given thanks to God, um, but they didn't, right? And it's because they didn't have intentionality with it. That's something that they lacked. And so my encouragement to you guys is do not underestimate intentionality. Intentionality is so important. God just did an amazing miracle in their lives, and yet the simplest thing that they could have done to go back and to thank God, they didn't do and they chose not to. And so just as the lack of intentionality separates the Samaritan from the other nine, I learned that starting with intentionality in my own life was the difference between how I, w- I chose to treat my parents before and how I treat them now with love and respect, um, and even how I honor God now. And so in my own life, I had to choose to be forgiving. Um, I think it was Becca, right? that said we have to choose to waive our right to be offended. Um, 
and look for the good that God was doing in people. And that was something I had to intentionally decide for myself. And being able to be thankful in all circumstances doesn't come at the snap of a finger. We have to be intentional about it and making an effort to allow God to change us. And so I'm in a lot better place now with my family. Like me and my mom, there's not at least a weekend that we don't go without talking. Um, and my sister, she's always blo- she's probably blowing up my phone now. But um, like we're in a lot better place because of what God has done. And so, yeah, um, to close tonight, I want to encourage you guys to truly evaluate um, what Thanksgiving is for you. Is Thanksgiving an attitude that you're living or is it the lifestyle that you have? And think about the people that you are thankful for, whether that's in your life group, um, whether that's here in this family, whether that's your own family, um, at your job, and how truly thankful are you for them? Do you show thankfulness through your actions by encouraging them and uplifting them and allowing the Holy Spirit to use you? And do you choose for this to be a lifestyle that you want to live? And so I wanted to challenge you guys to be intentional about it. Um, I know one of the best ways to be thankful and to show thankfulness is honestly be like Tia. See a need and meet a need. Like serve. Allow the Holy Spirit to use you to speak into people's lives so that they can be uplifted and encouraged. And man, maybe even like text someone, you know. Uh, I know my mom, every single like Friday, she'll text me like a, like a verse in the Bible to like encourage my day. And like that's, like that's something that I'm always thankful for. But like it shows like how much she, I care to her as well. Um, so man, text someone, call someone. Um, those are just tangible ways that you can. Um, but we need to be a people of thanksgiving because it increases our faith. It allows us to be humbled and so that we can love and serve each other better. And so, again, this is not just a command that Jesus gives. It's a lifestyle that he wants us to live. It's in his will for us. Like, I feel like oftentimes we're always asking, like, what is God's will for me? Like, what is that? And, like, this is something explicitly stated, like, in the Bible. Like, this is his will for you, to be thankful in all circumstances. And so let's honor him and bring him glory through that and point people closer to him. So we're going to have the worship team come up. Thanks. And we can all bow our heads. Yeah.